Welcome. This is jazz just the way we like it. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is my weekly jazz podcast, recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. Jazz just the way we like it plays those classic jazz songs of the 1950s, the 1960s, and the 1970s. Those songs I grew up on, listened to as a young man. And now I'm here playing them for your pleasure. And also to introduce a younger generation to that one true creative art form, American art form, known as jazz. I'm in here at the studio once again with my good friend, uh, for over 50 years, by the way, Lawrence Williams. Hey, Larry, what's up? All right, how you doing, Al? I'm good, man. How are you? All right. How was your week? It's pretty good. Pretty good. I uh, it was good actually. Yeah, had a good, pretty good time. Yeah, you re- you ready for some warm weather? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think we all are, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the older you get, you know that. You know how old folks used to say when we were young, the cold gets into your bones. Yep. I now I know exactly what they mean. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I've experienced it. A, yeah. A few cold m- mornings. Yeah, man. I came across an article, man, um, that was uh, written about Howard University in Washington, D.C., one of the historical black colleges. And the students on their campus are upset, you know, because the area around Howard is being gentrified. A lot of, you know, young whites, yuppies, and what have you are moving in. And a lot of them have dogs, but that's not the issue. They take the dogs and they walk it on campus. And, you know, students feel like the yard, the quad at, at Howard, like most universities have a quad, a yard, you know, surrounded by buildings, is like almost like sacred ground, man, you know, especially with Howard since all the history behind it. And that's their space, their safe space. And uh, they don't think it's right. They think it's disrespectful that these people bring their dogs there just to walk it. Any feelings on that, Larry? I don't know. I mean, I mean, like, I, I, it depends on whether or not it's public space or not. If it's public space, then that's one thing. And if it's not public space, it's another thing. It's a, it's a, it's, it's college space, but it's open. Uh, but a, a lot of universities, you just don't do that. Right. Uh, the big campuses, you know, outside of New York, people just don't go on it to walk their dog. Right. And, you know, people come on there to picnic and lay out in the sun. Okay. And, and they're not, you know, part of the institution, uh, nor do they make any attempt to uh, to uh, 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 socialize or or well, connect with the students at Howard. What I, what I think what they should do probably if the administration should get involved and either they have some signs that said, no dogs allowed. Otherwise, if, if people are allowed to just walk there, they're going to bring their dogs. I mean, if you're a dog lover and there's, like, grass and a nice place for your dog to romp around in, you're going to probably do that. I don't even know. I don't know what happens up in Columbia. Because Columbia's a closed campus. You can't walk on there unless, you, you you know, you are invited or you got you can prove that you have reasons to be there. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's what they need to do. Yeah. We don't have in New York City those kinds of campuses. Like even uh, Brooklyn College, which is, you know, well, Brooklyn College is gated. Yeah. 
you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we got but, the but you can just walk on. You don't need uh, identification. No, you, you can't get on campus unless you show ID. Oh, you, oh that's Even, uh, well, the biggest campus in the CUNY system is Kingsborough Community College, and you just can't walk on that campus. Okay. Security will stop you. Okay, and the same thing with uh, uh, City University? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. I, yeah. I, I know, like, when we were uh, – when we were going to school in, in the city in 64, you didn't need uh, identification to walk on the campus. You could walk on, you know, uh, you could practically go, to, you know, go to the registrar's office or whatever yeah. without ID. You didn't have to show ID every, uh, I guess yeah. that's after uh, 9-11, I guess. All right, things, right. Everything sort of like right. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, but, but places that have campuses where that also include students' living arrangements. Right. Dormitories, uh, students feel that it's it's just disrespectful considering the ins- the institution itself being Howard University and its history that it's not just a place to come walk your dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was an interesting article. Yeah, I I mean I can understand it from their point of view. Yeah. Um, but I mean if it's not clear as to what the, rules, these, yeah, what the rules are. These people yeah. got to do that. They don't have a rule against not walking a dog. So it's just new. I mean, the, the protest now is new because they the feel gentr- gentrification. Yeah, before before the community didn't bother to bring dogs on campus, Yeah, but uh, they feel it's disrespectful okay. to the institution and to the students. So, do they, I mean, they should let <coughs> these people know how they feel, I guess, and maybe they will respect their... Yeah. <coughs> Yeah, I don't know if you ever been to Howard University. I've been down there, and and the neighborhood it, it's it's in the midst of a, a historical black community yeah. that is now gentrifying at a very quick quick rate. Yeah, and right. and some of the, the 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 static is around that issue. That happened up in Harlem when we had gentrification up there. Mm. People resist change. That's that's going to happen. Yeah, that uh, the people are going to resist change. Um, and I don't think black people are any different than anybody else in terms of, you know, wanting status quo. But um, I don't. I mean, if you don't make it clear to these people what they need, what they what 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 the university wants, they're gonna walk. I mean, this is what they do. You know, what dog people do. Yeah, yeah. You know, they like for. I mean, it's probably a very nice campus. I was up there one time. I think it was for. Homecoming or whatever it is, and I enjoyed. I enjoyed my. I enjoyed my time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did, brother. <laughs> we would leave that. That's for another conversation. conversation yeah. That's not on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, we always start this podcast off with with a song dealing around social issues, social justice, social consciousness, and here's an oldie but goodie, man. And we know this man, James Brown. If I rule the world. If I rule the world, thank you. Like the 
That's never, James Brown. If I rule the world, I've never heard that. I've never heard him do that song. Yeah, that is something else. Man. I know. Yeah. James Brown is is so interesting because, you know, there was a progression in his mood, in his singing and his song selection. I know he sang one song about heroin. Uh, he also, of course, we all know, uh, "I'm Black and I'm Proud." 
but he, 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 you know, he was in show business over 50 years, man, and that's not a, a well-played song, but I like it. Yeah, me too. It's a, well, there's a different aspect to, to his, uh, um, to his art that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if I ruled the world. Uh, okay. Let's keep moving, man. This is, uh, well, you, you know this piece, man. You know this, man. This is the, this is the train, the man himself. John Coltrane Impressions.
This is N.E.T. Wow, Larry. <laughs> that was John Coltrane, Impressions, with a McCoy Tino on piano, Elvin Jones on drums, and Jimmy Garrison on bass. Man. That was so good. <laughs> that was, he just tore that up. They all did, man. There yeah. were some fantastic solos in that. Yes, yes, there were. McCoy Tina and then Jimmy Garrison, man. Wow. <laughs> for you know I know uh, people listening to it are, can only see it but we had a video up uh, because this was done for shot for a uh, public television in San Francisco uh, and so we were able to, and they had close ups of each musician playing man and man you see Jimmy Garrison yeah. move this yeah. work up and down that bass. Yeah, he was just right on it, right on the it. The hands, Jimmy Garrison hands and McCoy Tyner hands, man. Oh, whoa. Always thought McCoy had the strongest piano hands in, in the business. Yeah. And, you know, that this is a prime example of it. And and the speed at which he he's able to move his fingers yeah. is another thing, too. You know, and they, you know, the way that they all are able to hold the solo. And then the way that they come back together. It's yeah. just, it's just they strength. have mastered their instruments. Yes. You know, uh, that was done in, I think, 1963. Mm -hmm. we, we know now in, in, in psychology and neuroscience, because we have MRIs, fMRIs, CAT scans, PAT scans, we can see the brain in real time. And uh, we know that listening to music um, is like a workout for parts of the brain, believe it or not. But playing music is like a total workout, a total exercise for your brain. And when you do music that have improv, improvisation, uh, where you're very creative, 
man, it, it enhances the parts of the brain that, that's used mm-hmm. in mathematics because it's making connections and uh, 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 that's not necessarily connected before. There's such levels of creativity and activity in the brain, man. I tell people, man, and my students in my class, I says, look, two things you should do if you want your students, your, your kids to uh, uh, be pretty good students, especially in STEM, math, and science, at a very young age, uh, let them learn how to play an instrument because that enhances neural development. We didn't know that before. And the second thing is at a very young age, uh, let them learn a second language or even a third language. But uh, these guys, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear To uh, think this, and this is not just something they just play, man. This is, you know, this is thought out, man. This is written. This is this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I, I'm thinking about, like, my granddaughter right now. Like, she's learning, like, Chinese. Oh, that's fantastic, yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. You know, hey. Uh, in ten in what twenty years they'll be the number one economy in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, time to start learning, right? <laughs> oh yeah, man. You know, we grew up in an age, man, and in a country that's monolingual, but didn't force the language development. You know, and it's easier to learn a language at a young age. And what yeah. do they do in school, man? They don't teach it before. They didn't teach it until you got into high school. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever you, you you if you are taught and exposed to it from pre-K, man. How old is your daughter? A granddaughter. This one is nine. That's good, yeah, man. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. 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 So, look, um, this is the hundredth celebration of a uh, hundred-year birthday of uh, the man Nat King Cole. This month, if he was living, he would be 100 years old. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that Nat King Cole was the first African-American to have a television show. Yeah. I think you mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah, it was in the 1950s. He was the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one is for Nat, man. This is, this is one of his famous songs, and I really like this song, too, and I'll tell you why later. have named you You're so like the lady with a mystic smile Is it only cause you're lonely they have blamed you For that Mona Lisa strangeness in your smile Do you smile to tempt a lover Mona Lisa Or is this your way to hide a broken heart? Many dreams have been brought to your doorstep. They just lie there and they die there. Are you warm? Are you real? 
side Are just a cold and lonely Lovely work of art Tempt a lover, Mona Lisa Or is this your way To hide a broken heart Many dreams have been brought To your doorstep They just lie there And they die there Are you warm? Are you Are just a cold and lonely, lovely work of art. Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa. King Cole, Mona Lisa, on his 100th birthday, if he was living. Yeah, Larry, I'm a kind of fan of Nat King Cole, man. A silky voice. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. He, he, he really, he really uh, possessed a voice that, uh, I mean, it's unique. Um, you can always distinguish him from other other artists. Yeah. Uh, yesterday um, was the ninth, the 18th. On uh, Channel 13, public acts, public television in New York City, um, they had a special on uh, as a fundraiser on Nat King Cole, and they were showing old clips of his TV show and yeah. some of his concerts, and uh, you know people can call in and donate or yeah. buy the uh, CD. Uh-huh. And what was so interesting about this, and I I didn't realize it on some of his songs, man, he had. Oscar Peterson on piano, and he also had I recognize Dexter Gordon on sax. Wow, wow! So he had you know these these musician buddies of his because yeah. he used to be a jazz musician mainly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that was a, a really fascinating man that to, to see that. Uh, why I like Mona Lisa is uh, I took a course in college. I don't know what, if it was required or I was looking for an easy course. <laughs> I was probably looking for an easy course on art history. Uh, and believe it or not, I, ki- I really enjoyed the class. And, um, you know, we, I didn't know anything about, you know, the <laughs> classics in art, man. I, I wasn't exposed to that. I didn't go to museums. Uh, but I, but I uh, learned quite a bit on art and, and, and architecture, by the way. Uh, and then when I first time I went to Paris uh, in '73, I went to the Louvre, 
And and at that time, you know, uh, that's where the the picture Mona Lisa is by Leonardo da Vinci. And at that time, it, it was just hanging on the wall. And it was only like a little uh, 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 rope thing in front of it. But people didn't mess with it. And I went, I said, oh, man, that's Mona Lisa. <laughs> and, you know, I remember then start thinking back on what the professor was telling me, man, about is she smiling or is it a smirk? But that's not the only interesting thing about that piece. If you stand in front of her, it looks her eyes look like she's looking at you. And if you go to the right, it looks like her eyes are looking at you. And if you go to the left, the same thing. That kind of optical illusion that Leonardo da Vinci was so good at. Uh, but I was, you know, uh, not only w was I able to uh, appreciate uh, the uh, Mona Lisa uh, da Vinci, but I was able to appreciate a lot of uh, the great uh, Renaissance artists because I had a little background in taking that course. Right, right, right. Did you get a chance when you were in Paris to go to... Uh, Notre Dame? Oh, yeah, I've been yeah. to Notre Dame. Well, i actually been to Paris three times. Oh, okay. Uh, but, yeah, I've been to Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. My first trip, man, that's on the left bank, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. You know what happens when I, go, when I get up to Notre Dame, what goes through my head? Sanctuary, <laughs> sanctuary. <laughs> the hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was my image, man. I had no other image of the, of the right, cathedral right, right, except right. the hunchback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I'm right. looking for the balcony where that dude was standing, man, in the, in the bell tower. <laughs> and there is a bell tower. Of course, yeah, we yeah. couldn't go in and see it, but. No, yeah, of course. It is a beautiful th cathedral. Yeah, it's just a shame what happened this yeah. week, though. That, that is like. Yeah. You know, probably some little accident that caused yeah. that whole thing to go up, but the 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 structure, you know, every that brick is concrete. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, it's but the structure, the, in, the internal piece was wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that burned. Yeah. And these huge cathedrals, man, they have these marble and 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 concrete columns. Yeah. Those yeah. are not burning. No, no. And and people don't realize these huge cathedrals are open space. Yeah. The 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 classical the classic cathedrals in Europe, and they you bring in fold they bring in folding chairs. Right. There's not these wooden benches right. uh, in there, uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, and the, the wood that they would need now to replace it, they don't have it in Europe. They have, they'll probably have to get them out of some other place. Yeah, or, yeah. Because they're gonna need some big trees in order to replace those. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna rebuild yeah. it. Yeah, they are. They already got the money. They got a billion got dollars raised. Raised already. Yeah. So that will be done. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna be done as quickly as the uh, uh, the president or the premier said. He said they, they yeah. want it done in five years. But I don't know if it can be done that quickly. Well, money can do a lot. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh here is a. Old school jazz, man. Old school. Brother Jack McDuff on Walking the Dog, folks. <laughs> Thank you. 
Brother Jack Macduff from the album A Natural Thing, and the song is Walking the Dog. Mm. <laughs> That's right. that jazz funk, man. Yeah, yeah. I think that was George Benson on guitar. I was wondering who the guitar player yeah. was. Yeah, because yeah. um, uh, Jack Macduff and George Benson teamed up on a lot of albums. Uh -huh. But uh, yeah, man. That's I they. I didn't listen to Macduff a lot growing up. It was more Jimmy Smith, but he he yeah, is yeah, good, man. Same, yeah, the same thing here. I was, uh, uh, <coughs> they're they're comparable. I mean, yeah. like they're they're both a, a great organist. Yeah, yeah, and it, you know, it's interesting about these organ players is that they they either do a lot of funk jazz or blues jazz. Yeah, yeah. You know, they 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 have that that because that of the chords. I think they're the. The fact that they're able to do uh, mm -hmm. the chords, and that's what uh, I think that's why. Okay, yeah. yeah. Play those blues chords or those funk chords, man, yeah. But uh, 
That was that was a, you know it, you you can feel that walking man. You yeah, can like yeah. Strutting uh -huh. off that's all man. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> get a little dip in your hip and you be moving man. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, let's mix it up with a little Latin jazz rock man. I wanted to play this last time man, but we couldn't do it. So we got it now. Uh, my man Johnny Cologne, Boogaloo Blues.
That's Johnny Cologne Orchestra Boogaloo Blues, man. That was Johnny Cologne on uh, trombone. Larry, I know you remember that. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> we used to party off that song, uh-huh. man. Yep. That was absolutely amazing. Yep. Johnny Cologne, man. He can play that trombone. Uh, Him and uh, uh, Barry Rogers, who used to play with Yeah, uh, Barry uh, Rogers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he used to play with uh, Eddie Palmieri. Yeah. Two, two great uh, Latin jazz uh, trombonists. Yeah. And there was this uh, urban mixture of... Uh, of of African American music and Latin music, yeah, that 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 came together that reflected the ages of the sixties and seventies, and then they put out some songs, man. Oh, yeah. Joe Baton, yep. Oh man, we gotta play some Joe, man. Yeah. Next time, man. Tito too, it. Yeah, Tito. Tito. Yeah. Tito Puente. Yep. Yeah, man. Pacheco. You name it. <laughs> you name it. Uh, uh this is a, it's a history that goes back, you know, even past Dizzy. Uh, Mango Santa Maria. Uh-huh, yeah. 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 Like this last song, man. I'm playing this in celebration. Uh, uh, unfortunately, he died a year ago this month, and I really, really like his music. You know, I like his activism. I like what he has to say. And um, from South Africa, man, Yuma Sakila. And this song I really, really dig the most because... He identifies with exploited workers all over the world. Stimula. Folks, you got to listen to this. Are you serious with that response? Damn, wait, 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 wait. I mean, Lugano, we've seen you on television. The whole world knows they are very noisy people. So don't try to be cool just because we come from Africa. Don't be afraid that we might go back to Africa and tell them that, hey, the people in Lugano can really be savage. (laughs) It's okay, we're on your side. And then, maybe some of you have never made noise in your life. And this could be a very big moment for you. This could be your coming out night. You know, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. And in many places here, especially where it's dark, nobody will see you. So you can scream as loud as possible because there's no ceiling to bring down. Now, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to pump you up one more time, Lugano, and I want to hear the mountains shake when you scream. Are you ready? Hello, Lugano! God damn it! trying to be cool. Okay. Now that you feel loose, 
I'd just like to dedicate this song to all those people we see on television who are always running and falling and hiding and scrambling and dying, running away from wars that have been started by very stuck, raving, crazy men who either put themselves in power or they were put there in power by the very people who are running away. We see them with bundles on television and we just shake our heads and sigh. I don't know what happened to us, the human beings, but we seem to have lost our sense of outrage that we had in the 60s and 70s. And now we just look at our laptop and shake our heads. But we'd, we'd like to dedicate this song, especially to the people of Darfur, the people of Somalia. The people of Myanmar, Burma. The people of Sri Lanka, of Haiti. All those people in Chad and Niger. And all those people who are recovering in Chechnya, in South Africa, in Zimbabwe in the Congo, in Angola, in Namibia, in Mozambique. Let's just wish that with a prayer that we can send out from all of you when you're at home in your bubble bath and you're really feeling good. I'm just asking you to send out a prayer for all those people out there so that maybe one day soon, the people that they put in office will be there to serve them instead of serve themselves. There's a train that comes from Namibia and Malawi. There's a train that comes from Zambia and Zimbabwe. There's a train that comes from Angola and Mozambique, from Lesotho, from Botswana, from Swaziland, from all the hinterlands of Southern and Central Africa. This train carries young and old African men who are conscripted to come and work on contract in the gold and mineral mines of Johannesburg and the surrounding provinces and metropolis. 16 hours or more a day for almost no pay. Deep! 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 Down in the belly of the earth when they are digging and drilling for that shiny, mighty, evasive stone. Or when they dish that mishmash mash food into their iron plates with the iron shovel. Or when they sit in their stinky, filthy, funky, flea-ridden barracks and hostels and they think about the loved ones they may never see again because they might already been forcibly removed from where they last left them or wantonly murdered in the dead of night by roving and marauding gangs of no particular origin. 
so we are told. They think about their lands and their herds that were taken away from them with the gun and the cannon, with the collaborator and the dog and the tear gas and the poison, with the bomb and the gatling. And when they hear that choo-choo train, smoking and pushing and climbing and hustling and crying and moaning and toting, steaming and crying and moaning and pushing and grumbling and climbing and crying and screaming and screeching and they always curse and they curse the cold train the cold train that brought them to Johannesburg steam it Thank you. 
My man, you Masakila, man, stimuli. He sings about those oppressed workers, man, in the train taking them to the mines in South Africa. Larry. That was dead. <laughs> oh my God, I never heard that one. Oh yeah. I thought I've heard, heard a lot of them. You Masakila, but that. That, that was is stuff. his song, man. That is his song. We got another guest in here, Vanessa. Hello. Hi, Dad. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. You caught the end of this. What do you think of that song? Oh, man, that was powerful. Very powerful. And, man, the emotions. You know, you Kill is so interesting because he carries that South African beat and perspective into rock jazz. And, you know, he doesn't try to imitate American musicians. He got his own unique style that's reflective of South African jazz. Uh, man, but he was he's known to be an activist, and he was, you know, in, in the anti-apartheid movement, and yeah. uh, he, he was chased out of South Africa. Yeah. Uh, but this song, man, is, whoa. What year did South African jazz start to appear? Oh, it's been around a while. Music's been in South Africa, part of the people for a long time. Yeah. Jazz specifically. Oh yeah, man. You know, you look at look at them, man. That ain't something that happened overnight. You heard that piece? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That has the roots. He was married to uh, uh, Miriam Makiba uh, for a little while, but not yeah, yeah, for a little while. And she was one of the first South African. Artists that, that came over to the U.S. that, yeah, that yeah. started listening both, to. Both of them defected. Yeah. They, well, they were chased out, basically. Yeah. 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 They, they had to, you know, get out of the country, otherwise they would have put in jail. Wow, we can't wow. do anything after that, folks. And I, wow, I hope you enjoyed that piece and the tribute to Yuma Sekila, and it's one year since his death. What a tragedy, but his music lives on and his message lives on. Well, Larry, man, it's always a pleasure to have you, brother. Same here, man. And Same hopefully, you, you know, you'll be here again next time. Vanessa, nice to, for you to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope folks enjoyed the podcast. And as always, until the next time, peace and love. How are things going with you, Vanessa? Moving, moving, moving. Yeah.